Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Thursday, March 31st, 2022. Is a flat tire a big deal? Is a cracked windshield or a cracked window a big deal? Well, context may mean everything. For instance, are we talking about a car or are we talking about an airplane? In a car, a flat tire or a cracked windshield might be a matter of pulling over to the side of the road or some minor repair. But if we're talking about an airplane, we could be talking about a matter of life and death, right? If those tires aren't ready to go and ready to land, we might crash the plane. That crack on the windshield, the pressure's a little different at 37,000 feet. Uh, and the consequences of that breaking could be uh, much more severe in those kinds of conditions. So a flat tire, crack windshield, those might feel like familiar things, but the context really helps us see it's a big deal. It's a matter of life and death. And today we're going to talk about some familiar things. We're going to see some familiar things as we read through God's word. We're going to be reminded that God is with his people. God is faithful. We're going to be reminded of groundbreaking, earth-shattering things like sin is bad. But here's the deal. Those might be familiar, but when we see them in their true and proper context, we'll realize it's a big deal. And it's a big deal because it is a matter of life and death. Uh, Let's see this as we look at Deuteronomy 29 through 31. Now, again, remember the context of Deuteronomy. In many ways, this is Moses's final sermon. And in fact, we'll get at the end of our reading to where it's setting up a, a song and we are almost done with the book of Deuteronomy. And Moses will die and we will move out of the law, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible and into the book of Joshua. But as we look at this today, we're we're seeing some of these final thoughts given to the people of Israel before they go into the land. And we see a lot of it summed up in chapter 30, starting in verse 11, where it says, For this commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. See that you, so that you can do it. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going to possess over, that you're going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death. Bless 
blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. So you see a little bit there of why this is such a big deal. We see it's a matter of life and death. And again, that's because really of of who God is and what he has done. And if you go back to chapter 29, you get a sense of that. As he recalls in verse 16, you know how we lived in the land of Egypt and how we came through the midst of the nations through which you passed. And it's kind of putting like, look at the greatness of God on the one hand. And all the amazing things that God did to provide for us, to lead us, to to get us out of Egypt, to get us through the wilderness, to get us now to the borders of the promised land. But also consider the the evil of the people. Consider their idolatry. Consider uh, how God is using us to judge these people and, and let you see, man, how good is it to follow God and how destructive and awful is sin? Right. That's why we get into some of this because God really is that good. He really is that amazing. And because he is who he is, that's a big part of what makes sin so bad. Because when we sin, we are rejecting what is the most amazing, what what is the greatest and the highest and the best. We are rejecting this great and awesome God when we sin. So that's why sin is such a big deal. It's not just, oh, we're breaking some arbitrary rule. No, we are turning away from the God who wants to give us life. And that is why it is such a big deal. Uh, But also we, we get a sense of just how God should impact us as we look at chapter 31. And now we really see clearly this succession plan as Moses is talking to them about how Joshua will take over. But look at what he says, not just to Joshua, but to all the people uh, in Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. He is not going to leave. He is never going to leave. Therefore, you can be strong. You can be courageous. So again, you, you see the alternatives here. On the one hand, we have sin, which will lead to destruction and judgment and devastation. And on the other hand, we have faith in God, which will lead to strength, which will lead to courage, which will lead to fearlessness, uh, all knowing that God is with us. And even as you think through just those powerful realities, I was reminded of some words that were spoken by Hudson Taylor uh, reading uh, these verses this morning. And Hudson Taylor said this, uh, is God used him to do amazing, improbable things, bringing the gospel to China. He once said, all of God's giants have been weak men who did great things for God because they reckoned on his being with them, right? The the, the people that we admire spiritually who have done great things for the kingdom of God, he's saying that there was nothing special about them. They were weak men, but they did great things for God because they, they took these words that God will not leave us or forsake us, and they lived like they were true.
And he said this, want of trust is at the root of almost all our sins and weakness. And how shall we escape it but by looking to him and observing his faithfulness? The man who holds God's faithfulness will not be foolhardy or reckless, but he will be ready for every emergency. All right. When we trust that God is faithful, we will be ready for anything. And that's the kind of faith that we want. So we see some of these things in their context. God is good. God is faithful. Sin is bad. But when we consider it in the context of Deuteronomy and all this being taught there, hopefully we see these might be familiar concepts, but it's a big deal. In fact, it's a matter of life and death. And that will help us actually understand as we turn to the New Testament now and look at Luke 17 verses 1 through 10. Now, every one of these aspects will be informed by the concepts we just talked about from Deuteronomy. First, the warning from of temptations to sin and really how it says it would be better for the person that causes someone else to stumble if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea, right? That That is what would be better for, for this person causing someone to sin. That's how serious it is. Well, wow, why is it so serious? Because it's a matter of life and death. Because sin pulls people away from God. Sin lies to people and it leads people to hell. And, and that's why, you know, we need to, if our brother sins, rebuke them because sin is a big deal. Yet even in this passage, we're seeing, hey, that that rebuking needs to be uh, met also with forgiveness and even patience and forbearance, you, you know, repeatedly, you know, seven times saying, I repent. No, we continue to forgive, but we must treat sin like it's a big deal because it is a matter of life and death. But then we also need to treat trust in God like it's a big deal, because if you look at the next few verses in Luke, it talks about faith. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. And there, you know, you see where Hudson Taylor's getting some of his ideas saying, no, we're weak men, but we just count on God being with us because God has made these promises. We just believe and act like they are true. And when we understand all of these things, it will end with us being humble. And that's what you see in those last few verses of of Luke, that really the, the good picture is those that do what they're called to do. And then at the end of it all say, hey, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. And so as we think about us serving God, when we understand who he really is and how faithful he really is, and we understand how awful sin really is, serving him, we don't view as, man, I deserve some extra reward for this. Look at me, look at all I'm doing. No, we just have the attitude, hey, I'm just an unworthy servant. I'm just doing what God has commanded me to do. And I am nothing. He is everything. I'm just a weak man. He is the faithful God that I am counting on. So again, familiar concepts, the faithfulness of God, uh, just the ugliness of sin. But when we really see them in their context, we realize, no, these are big deals. And these are truly a matter of life and death. So let's live today like those things are true. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.